Welcome to the MUFG Global Markets FX Week Ahead podcast with Derek Halpenny, Head of Research, Global Markets EMEA and International Securities. It's Friday, 23rd of June, 2023, and joining Derek to pose some questions on the financial market themes for the week ahead is Shan Hussain, Vice President of FIFX Sales. The following podcast is intended for professional investors and eligible counterparties only and not for retail clients. Any content should not be regarded as an offer to conduct investment business or an investment recommendation, but for information purposes only. Hello, Derek. How are you? Good. Thanks, Sean. How are you? Yeah, well, well, thank you. It's uh, nice to have you here and welcome to our listeners. Um, so let's start uh, after what's been a, a busy week. Uh, these last two weeks, in fact, were all, always viewed as really important for the direction of uh, financial markets. Mm. Um, the FOMC, ECB, BOE policy meetings, and the semi-annual testimony uh, from Fed Chair Powell. Uh, with all these key events now behind us, uh, have you altered your views in any way in terms of FX and rates uh, forecasts ahead? Um, yeah, it, it definitely, Sean, an important couple of weeks. And I think generally no is is the specific answer in terms of the views that I think our listeners are probably aware of, certainly regular regular listeners, in terms of being dollar bearish. Um, like I would say if you list those events that you've just mentioned, uh, at the FOMC, the ECB, the Bank of England, and the semi-annual testimony. Probably the one that was least surprising was the FOMC. Mm. We had basically a message that was well anticipated by the markets, i.e. Uh, the inflation battle isn't over, um, we're pausing, but we still need to raise rates. Perhaps two dots in the profile for the rest of this year was was one more than what most were expecting. So maybe a little bit hawkish on that side. But generally speaking, we've had a hawkish type communication from the FOMC and again in the semi-annual from, um, from Powell. So that was all anticipated. It has had some impact, like, you know, compared to two weeks ago before these events. Um, you know, the DEC 24 Fed Fund's implied rate has gone up a quarter point, 25 basis points. The DEC 23 has gone up about 16 basis points. The the spread, the DEC deck spread between 23 and 24 in terms of how much cuts the markets are expecting for next year has come down by about 10 basis points from 139 to 129 basis points. So um, in that sense, it's a job well done in the circumstances of the Fed pausing and not raising rates. Um, that's in the rates market. Of course, in FX, it hasn't had the same impact. In fact, the dollar has weakened over the two-week period by about 0.7%. And the equity markets have moved higher um, by about 1%. So uh, what we're calling it is kind of a skeptical acceptance of the communication by the markets. And really, net-net, it still boils down to the incoming data going forward as to whether or not the Fed were to raise rates at the July meeting. So what the point we've made in our FX weekly today is that, you know, I think now that we're approaching peak policy rates and 
the potential end of monetary tightening, markets are going to become a lot more sensitive to the incoming economic data because it's ultimately the incoming economic data that will determine whether or not the Fed, even the ECB, have to go. Like the ECB will go in July, but will they go again in September? That's about the incoming data. So, you know, a couple of months ago, it really didn't matter what the data was. All these central banks were raising rates because they were behind the curve. Now we have policy in a better place, and therefore it's the incoming data becomes much, much more important. So we could ultimately swing back and forth um, over the next couple of weeks, depending on the flow of data coming in. So, for example, today we've had pretty weak PMI data from Europe. Um, Euro's been down close to 1%. We've bounced back a bit now. Um, and clearly, if we had more data suggesting recession would be extended in Europe, then our forecast of 115 on euro dollar by the end of the year definitely becomes questionable. No, no doubt about it. Um, where, where our assumption is that we have kind of flat growth around zero in Europe, but we have much clearer change in the growth profile in the US as we move towards recession, as the labor market turns over and becomes weaker. That's the crux of the, the dollar bearish view. And really, we have to see what happens. But as I said, today was a, a negative euro day because of the, 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 the PMI data. Um, other events, ECB was more hawkish. I think the ECB is being too optimistic in terms of growth. They've got 0.9% GDP growth forecast for this year, 1.5 for next year, and one6 for 2025. The query I'd have is the level of growth for this year. 0.9 is pretty lofty. I'm not sure we'll get to that level. But more so, the acceleration this year to next year from 0.9 to 1.5, when the monetary tightening will really be kicking in and hitting the real economy, it's, it looks a bit optimistic to me. And in that sense, therefore, the core CPI upgrade of half a percentage point to 3% for next year Again, I would question that. So the, the those forecasts were the basis for the hawkish communication from the ECB. And given we're a bit skeptical about those forecasts, um, you know, beyond July is still questionable whether the, the ECB have to go um, again in September. Um, the 375 on the refi rate, or sorry, on the deposit rate, is the basis of our assumptions in terms of euro getting to 115. So in other words, we, we're not expecting September rate hike to be a catalyst for the euro to go higher. You know, the euro dollar story is more about the labor market in the US weakening and, and, and that being the catalyst for um, uh, recession expectations in the US picking up. Um, and then finally, very quickly, the Bank of England, you know, they went 50 basis points. I think they had to. Um, the, the inflation print was was pretty awful. Um, there is a uniqueness to the data at the moment, both on wages and on inflation in the UK, that I think just compelled the Bank of England to go more aggressively. I still think 6% in terms of what's priced in the in the OAS market is excessive. Uh, they'll definitely go again, I think, in August by 25 basis points. But again, given what I said earlier about the US and if we're moving towards recessionary conditions, inflation is going to start coming down in the UK, it's coming down everywhere else. Will they need to go much beyond the August meeting? I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced. So I still think there's there's much too much priced into the, the UK curve. Thanks, Derek. That uh, segues nicely to the next question. Uh, we are approaching the end of June now, right? And uh, we'll soon be entering the summer holiday period. Um, what lies ahead for the markets next week uh, and beyond that could influence FX rates uh, market direction? Yeah, next week, data-wise, the highlight is probably 
the PCE inflation from the US. Um, obviously, that's the official inflation that the Fed targets, and therefore it's an important it's an important release. Um, the close market watchers will know that it's this measure of uh, core services inflation, excluding housing. That's what the Fed have been telling us they're watching because they're concerned about that being sticky for longer. And that last month came in at 0.42% month on month. So the annual rate is at 4.64%. The annual rate has been in the fours for 23 of the last 24 months. So, and it's going to stay there next month. But if the if the month on month rates start to slow uh, more into the point threes, point twos, that would that would clearly be an indication of the annual rate coming down, and that would be very good news. Um, so, yeah, the, in terms of data, that's that, that's that's the key. The other big event, which I think the markets will be watching quite closely, is the uh, ECB annual forum in Sintra in Portugal. Um, and we'll have numerous different uh, speeches on different topics in relation to monetary policy, inflation, macroeconomics, the balance sheet, uh, supply-side economics, all of the kind of issues that are in, in focus at the moment. But the, the, the key will be the policy forum on Wednesday at 2.30 p.m., which essentially is a forum with uh, Governor Ueda, Chair Powell, uh, President Lagarde and Governor Bailey. So the the, the the G4 central bankers will all speak on this panel at 2.30 on Wednesday. So that would be that would be important. We can all imagine the message is very is going to be very much fighting inflation. The battle isn't won. We've got more to do. That seems to be what everybody is saying. Obviously, Governor Oeda will be sitting there on a completely different perspective in terms of the, the thinking from the BOJ. But generally speaking, that will be the message on, on Wednesday. But yeah, that'll be another another important event. And then really going back to what I said a moment ago, it's about incoming economic data. There's not top tier next week, but the week after we'll have the ISM and the payrolls. The payrolls on, on Friday week will be will be the biggie. And um, as we've been highlighting, you know, there practically every piece of evidence on US labor market is telling us it's weakening apart from non-farm payrolls. And, you know, that's going to change. I can't be sure it's going to be uh, in, in the July uh, uh, report, but it is going to happen. And if it's not if it's not in the coming days, it'll be over the next couple of months. So that, again, will be really important for the markets. Thanks. Some uh, key events to uh, keep an eye on for next week. Um, what about your trade ideas? Uh, any changes or new trade ideas to reveal uh, to our listeners? Um no, I th- we're, we're keeping, we, we, we have a long euro dollar, which went well. And then obviously, based on what I just said about the, the data today has, has gone south again. So we're slightly below our entry point from uh, from last week, but close, close enough to unchanged. Um, and yeah, based on what I just said, in terms of the data over the next couple of weeks, we'd have a leaning towards it showing more weakness in the US. So we still think the euro can rebound despite the the weak PMI data today. Uh, And then we still have the long Aussie Kiwi position as well. 
And again, that worked favourably, but has kind of reversed a bit this week. The RBA minutes suggesting that the decision to raise rates was more finely balanced. And in that sense, inflation print yesterday, or sorry, next week from uh, in Australia will be important in terms of Aussie Kiwi. But again, we just think the RBNZ have been somewhat excessive, more excessive certainly than the RBA in terms of raising rates. And therefore, from a macro perspective going forward, we would expect to see economic weakness coming through more in a more pronounced way in New Zealand. And we still think Aussie Kiwi can move higher from here. Thanks, Derek. And um, thank you to our listeners. Uh, good luck for the next week. Thanks, Sean. Thank you for listening to this MUFG Global Markets Podcast rate review and subscribe and reach out to your MUFG sales rep for more information. Come back next week for more insights from the Global Markets Research Team.